Welcome to the River D Centre podcast. Listen back to the Sunday worship message recorded live in our church building in Flint, North Wales. It's lovely to see the kids, isn't it? It's lovely to see them go as well, isn't it? It's just lovely out the door. Bye, guys. Have a great time at your classes. Now, it's good to see uh, so many young people here in this place. Uh, It makes me hopeful and faith-filled, actually, um, to see God uh, at work in action in the lives of our young people. It's really, really encouraging to see. So as uh, Pastor Steve has rightly said, we're launching just a new uh, topic, new series on everyday faith. Um, You might be thinking, Craig, you're not another message about faith. But you know what? Faith is the business that we are in. Uh, Faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to start straight with uh, the Bible. Um, Romans 12. We're going to read from the message Um, And it starts with this. I love it. You see, I'm a simple man, right? I've been married 14 years this year. I am learning to follow instruction, okay? It is taking some time, but I am learning that instructions are good. So when Elizabeth says, Ben, so here's what I want you to do, I listen. I listen because this is what she wants me to do. The worst thing I can do is guess or assume what it is that she wants me to do. But the Bible starts off like this. So here is what I want you to do. Notice how in the same way, this is where my ears prick up because this is what God wants me to do. So here is what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embrace what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what God wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down, To its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. Well-formed maturity in you. You don't need to. You don't need to show of hands or anything here. I'm just going to throw a question out, and you can just think about it internally. Um, But have you ever looked at another human being and thought, "I want their life"? want their life. Mr. Boswell's like, yeah, yeah, I have. Have you ever walked up the drive of a house, Mr. Boswell, to post a letter and thought, they've got it made. I wish I was delivering my own post right now to the house. You know, there's moments in our life where we can sometimes catch ourselves for a minute thinking that somebody else's life is extraordinary. Somebody else's life is extraordinary. Gosh, how happy that family must be because there's a swimming pool in their garden. 
gosh, how happy that family must be because they spend six months of the year traveling the world. Gosh, how happy that man must be because he drives an Aston Martin. Gosh, how happy that um, woman must be because her husband mops the floors. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But the reality of the situation is sometimes, sometimes, I, I remember Rachel and Andy, Rachel going, yeah, Andy mops the floors, puts the, puts the music on, puts the iPads on. I was like, puts his AirPods on, do you still do it? Absolutely. And he goes mopping the floors. I'm like, whatever you do, don't say that in front of Elizabeth. Don't say that in front of her. But the look, I'm not going to get dragged into gender roles at all here. I'm not trying to do that. But you know what? From time to time, we can catch ourselves thinking that somebody else's life is more extraordinary than my ordinary, boring life. We've got any thrill seekers in the room? No, Boswell's, thrill-seeking and Boswell's, not good. Risk-taking, no. Capital investment, no. <laughs> just, just not, just not there, okay. Any thrill-seekers in the room? How interesting, how interesting. I, I like, any, okay, let's, let's, boring it down then for you guys. Let's, anyone like roller coasters? There we go. One or two like roller coasters. So there through a few little thrill seekers in the room. You know what? Life, sometimes, if we're not careful, we can find ourselves categorizing our life as boring. Boring. Ordinary. But the Bible, the beauty of the Bible is this. It speaks into our life. And this is speaking into our every day life this scripture so with God helping you take your everyday ordinary life the things you've got to do the sleeping the eating the going to work the walking around life I love that I love the way the message puts that walking around life do you ever find yourself just walking around life I'm not quite sure what I'm doing today I'm not quite sure what's going on at the moment but we've still got to do it the sun keeps rising doesn't it it keeps setting and it keeps rising. Take our ordinary life, sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. <laughs> if you were to offer your life to God, how do you think God would receive it? How do you think? Would he be pleased? Would he be thankful? I think he would if our motivation and our heart is pure and we want to offer what we've got in our life. It doesn't matter whether we're stuck in a job that we find difficult. Maybe family life is tough. Maybe raising children is harder than you thought it was going to be. Maybe the finances aren't quite rolling in as quickly as they should be. Maybe your decision making once or twice has been a little bit off with your money and, and the things that you've decided to do. Maybe life has been tough. But what if you were to stop today and say, God, I'm going to give my life over to you. 
I'm going to give my set of circumstances over to you. See, the next part of the scripture says this, embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. That's interesting. Who's heard that saying before, you can't see the wood for the trees? You can't see the wood for the trees. You see, so often, uh, Mr. Boswell, give us your glasses. Put it in your hand. There we go. See, so often the world, I'm not going to put them on, but so often the world looks like however or whatever set of glasses you choose to put on. How many pairs of glasses you got, Mr. Boswell? About five pairs of glasses. Different jobs, different functions. If I'm driving, I wear these. If I'm off rock climbing, what you wear? No rock climbing, no risk. There's a risk. Adrenaline. You know, whatever set of glasses we choose to put on will color and shade the way that we see things. What about these people on social media that are happy, 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 positive, positive, positive. Life is amazing. Life is great. You've just got to smile your way through. It's rubbish, right? You ever read that stuff when you're feeling really up against it? When your world is actually closing in on you and someone's just saying, smile, be happy, every little thing is going to be all right. It goes back to that family spot is when you're under pressure, which way do we lean? Do we lean into self? Do we lean into the way that we think things should be going? Or do we lean into God? You see, depending on what set of glasses we put on will determine what we see in front of us. And the reality is this. I'm going to put my hand up first to this, so anyone that wants to follow me. But is there anybody that is partial to the occasional mood swing in the room? Yeah? Somebody that's partial to the occasional, ugh. You know what? My... My the little part of this is a, that we're going to look at in a second is you reap what you sow. And we're going to come on to a scripture that talks about this in a minute. But you know what? If you are sowing with an intent to be moody, guess what happens? You get what you ask for. You get moody. It's rubbish. But generally, for example, right? It's movie night. We're at home. Who wants to pick the movie tonight? Abigail's always like me. No one ever lets Abigail pick the movie. Otherwise, we'll be sat there watching. Um, what, are them, what are them horses with the long hair, colourful hair? My Little Ponies. We'll be watching the My Little Pony movie. So we don't let Abigail pick the movie anymore. But it's movie night. So then Luke jumps in. And I'm secretly hoping they never, they never let me pick a film. Do you know what I mean? It's because I always want to watch a war film or something. But they never let me pick a film. But the reality is, the other week, they picked a musical. They picked a musical. And straight away, I felt moody vibes. I don't want to watch a musical. I don't want to listen to these people sing songs about how happy and good their life is. I don't want that. And you know what? I sat there in what should have been, you know, there would be people, and I mean this with all sincerity, if people were looking in through the window, would have been sat there longing to be sat there with a wife and two children. Longing to see what I couldn't see because all I could see was music.
musicals. And the fact that I didn't want to watch a musical. I didn't want to watch it and I didn't, I didn't, and you know what? I didn't enjoy the film. I was grumpy. My kids are just like, Dad, just go. Just go out the room if you want. And like, they literally kicked me out of the family, <laughs> out of the family film. And it was all brought on because I decided to see things in a certain way. I wasn't embracing what God had done for me and put me in a family situation for me to just be with people. I wasn't embracing it. It works the other way. We're at the caravan uh, last week, and on film for like at the caravan, there's three TV channels. That's it. Like it, if there's nothing on those three TV channels, it's game over. And we're flicking through film for the greatest showman's on musical challenge accepted, right? So I'm like, I'll watch it. I watch it because I felt God speak to me in this in this moment previous about how grumpy I'd been. I felt God speak to me. You know what? I watched that film and I loved it. And I was singing along and I loved it. And you know what? It was no different to the first film they made me watch. I can't even remember what the first film was. But the truth is how I approached that situation completely changed the way that I felt, the experience that I had and that the experience I was able to share with a family, my family. Guys, stop for a moment and embrace what God has done and is doing in your life. God is for you, not against you. He loves you unconditionally. God is not out to break you. God is not out to hurt or harm you. God is out to uphold you. To hold you in his arms and help guide you through your life by being in a relationship with him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. You know, you might have a worldly set of glasses. Don't become so used to wearing them that you fit into it without even realizing you know, the Bible helps us understand that we, although we are part of this world, we're here, we live in it, we have to do the ordinary stuff, work, eat, sleep. Actually, we form part of the kingdom of God. And that actually the way that we do things, the culture that we're supposed to fit into is the kingdom culture, the culture of being a citizen of heaven. We sang a song this morning that was about that being how I long to breathe the air of heaven. How I long to breathe the air of heaven. And I always think about that when I sing that. I always pause just before I sing it because I'm like, not quite ready to leave this earth. But how I long, how I long to meet Jesus. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. <laughs> you see, when I was watching that first musical, inside I was bubbling. What do I want to watch a musical for? I've got better things to do. I'm busy. Why am I being sat here? And to make it worse, the kids had picked the sweets and they weren't even good sweets. They weren't even good sweets. The whole thing, it was just a nightmare. But from the inside out. Notice you follow this passage of scripture through. 
And the second we start fixing our attention and our eyes and our focus and our gaze on God, the inside of us begins to change. We'll be changed from the inside out. You know, those guys on social media, they try and work it in reverse. I'm not trying to be negative on them, but they try and change you from the outside in. That's the way they do it. They, they, they show you the ideal, the perfect, in the hope that it will bring some form of happiness and joy to you, the viewer. But the reality is God doesn't work like that. God's not for show. God's not for show. You know, when God had, when the, the moment that God chose to show the glory and the power was Jesus' death on the cross. There was no show there. There was no showmanship there. That was brutal. That was tough. But it was for you and it was needed. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best of you. You know, I had the opportunity to spend some time watching a film. I'm using this as an example. You get the drift. You can think about moments in your life where you've made decisions and been selfish. The reality is, just like I said before, there are people, we do it ourselves, we catch ourselves looking at the life of another person, thinking, I want that, I need that. The truth is, what God has for you, you need to embrace. Find joy in it. Find God in it. And you do that by looking for God. Change the glasses. Change the specs. See and look for him. Galatians 6, 7 says this. Don't be misled. Nobody makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work, in him harvests a crop of real eternal life. Anyone ever been fooled by plastic plants? Anyone ever been fooled by a plastic plant? You see, me and Elizabeth, right? We we can't keep a plant alive. You know, Tracy, we can't, right? And I mean this lovingly, but if anybody buys us a plant at any point in our life, I can't guarantee that it will make it through the weekend. I just can't. We've killed cactuses. Do you know what I mean? We can't keep plants alive. Don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. I don't want our life to be like a plastic plant. A plastic plant that looks good, looks like we've got it all together, it's all going well, we're keeping up with the Kardashians, we're doing what we need to do in life. We look good, we look the part, but don't be fooled, guys. We can't fool God. Do you know why? Stephen, what can't you see? My heart. You can't see it. You can't see it. But God looks at the heart. Again, that outward appearance of the man, you know, I'm, I'm referencing um, Old Testament um, scripture where God doesn't look at the outward appearance, but he looks at the heart. 
Nobody wants to be plastic, right? Nobody wants to be plastic. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. Everyday faith is about every day choosing to be you. Genuine, authentic, selfless. Putting your faith in God and embracing what he has done for you. You know, you might think this idea of living for God every day is so far beyond your thinking that you could never do it. I'm not good enough. Would you know, let me give you a place to start every day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for what you have done for me. You might be struggling with X, Y, and Z, but start praising God for A, B, and C. Start praising God for those things. Again, when you're faced every day, tomorrow morning you wake up, you've got a decision to make. Do you lean this way or do you lean that way? Which way do we lean? You might think, I'm going to leave neither way. I'm going to trust completely in myself. Well, how many of us know that life is like sometimes somebody throwing a bowling ball at you and it's going to skittle you in one shape or form? It might be your health. It might be your finances. It might be a relationship breakdown. It might be just a combustion of a, a thousand different things. But when the bowling ball comes at you, are you going to lean into God or are you going to lean into self, people? You reap what you sow. You've heard it said a thousand times. What you put in, you get out. Um, any Wrexham fans in the room? Go on, Mark. Give us a wave. There we go. Mark doesn't move a lot. Not very animated, but we got a, mate. We got a wave there, didn't we, Mark? Wrexham fans in the room, they've just had huge investment. Well, over the last couple of years, they've invested, 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 invested in, and they have now got the reward of being back in the Football League. Well done, Wrexham. You get out what you put in. If you want everyday faith to mean something for you, you've got to start putting into it. You've got to start being, making the, the conscious, intentional choice to pick up a set of glasses that helps you see and embrace what God has done for you. You've got a choice. You wake up tomorrow, do I pick up Ben's selfish sunglasses or do I pick up the, the glasses that are going to help me see what it is that God wants for my day and not what I want for my day? In life, everything works, this principle, everything. You get out what you put in. You put too many calories in, <laughs> fat bits come out. <laughs> That's just the way that it is. It's a principle of life that what you put in, you get out. You reap what you sow. There's one exception. There's one exception, and it comes in salvation, actually. It comes in salvation. That God tipped this rule upside down when Jesus died on a cross for you because we have been saved by grace through faith. Actually, there is no amount of work, effort, or energy that you could put into your salvation. There is none. The only way, the only way that we can know that we are saved is by embracing what Christ has done for us.
and when he died on the cross for the forgiveness of your sin and my sin, he rewrote history. He rewrote the history books. He changed the direction that mankind was heading in. Gave us a future and a hope. Don't be misled, guys. We can't fool God. We might look like we've got it all together. We might be the perfect plastic plant. But what God wants for our life is authentic. And it requires every single day for us to make a choice and say, God, I know there's nothing I can do or say that will make you love me any more or any less. There's nothing I could do to make you, to earn my salvation. But today, God, I choose to exercise everyday faith. Your life, yeah, maybe it's boring. Maybe you've got a boring job. Maybe you sit there and you've got a tough job. Maybe it's boring. But the Bible tells us in Colossians, do everything that you do as if you're doing it directly for the Lord. Maybe you're in a season where things are tough. You're finding it hard. But can I just implore you, encourage you to lean into Christ? I'm going to pray. Lord God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you've done for us. Lord, I want to thank you for all the ABCs in the room. I want to thank you for all the great and the good things that are happening in the lives of people. And God, we give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. And Lord God, I want to pray for all the X, Y, and Zs in the room. Lord, all those circumstances and situations that are causing stress, anxiety, and pain. And Lord God, we bring them to you and we say, Lord God, make a way where there seems to be no way. But God, we lean into you. We trust in you with all of our heart. And Lord, we pray that you would help us to refrain from leaning in on our own understanding, but to trust you. To trust you. And God, I pray that we would exercise a faith daily, not by comparison, not by comparing our lives to anybody else, but by choosing to be intentional and put on the spectacles that say, God, I see you. And I see what you are doing in my life. And I want to embrace it. Because God, you are good. Lord, I pray for any person in this room that is yet to start a journey of faith with you. And God, I pray that they would not fall into the trap of feeling that they have to earn your love. But God, they would embrace your love. That they would know uh, or they would begin to feel what it is, Lord, to be loved by you. In your holy name, we praise your name. Amen.